At a certain point, it's just like, let it go, babe. <laughs> let it go, babe. And just like live. Searchers, you're listening to the Me Search podcast. My name's Dustin Domingo, and on this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community. And together, we're going to unpack important issues, learn and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. Today on the show, we are minus one host, Crystal Tugatti. We give major shout outs to my friend, Crystal Tugatti. She's not available today, so I'm going solo with a special, special guest on the show. Today we're getting to know Ron Blakely. Uh, They're a Southern California-based singer, actor, and recording artist of Black and Filipino heritage. They're also part of the LGBTQIA plus community, and we'll be talking about their exciting journey as an artist, and we're so, so happy to have them on the show. So y'all, please welcome Ron Blakely. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hi. <laughs> thanks for thanks for hanging out with me, Ron. Um, generally, it's like me and Crystal, and we have a huger like display of like theatrics. Um, but it's just me. Hope you're hope you're okay with that. <laughs> That's totally fine. Totally like we are doing it. Sweet. And Ron is also part of a group that I sing with called yes. Philosophy, which is part of. The Philharmonic, so shout outs to them. Shout out. You and I have not done a gig together yet because we No. Just we sing the same part. part. Yeah. Yeah, That sucks. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like I kind of I'm like, oh, I wanna sing with you, but like I don't think there will be too many situations where we get to do that. At least not not in philosophy. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I'm glad to be hanging out with you today. Uh, but also like you sing very, very well, and I'd probably be like really intimidated to sing next to you, but also very honored. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Ron, before we get deep into the conversation, can you tell us, uh, about how you identify with the LGBTQIA plus community because they're... There are a lot of ways to be part of the community. Can you tell us a little bit of how you are part of the community? Yes. Yeah, so I um, I call myself queer um, and non-binary. Uh, non-binary just meaning that I don't necessarily subscribe to the binary of male and female identities. Um, uh, and I, I, I call myself queer because even in my sexuality, I'm I'm very fluid. So I, I like to live in the gray. That's where I found, I really feel like I've found who I am um, because a lot of my life I've grown up really not knowing where to place myself and really in the last couple of years coming to the realization that I don't necessarily have to like box myself into any sort of category and just kind of being me and accepting that part and like embracing that embracing living in kind of like the in-between on the spectrum of like identity, gender identity, sexuality, all of that. Um, So yeah, queer (laughs) non-binary. I love that. You know, I think also I'm identifying more with like the term queer in particular, just because it leaves 
room for growth. Um, Cause I think right. the connotation for me, like originally identifying with the term gay, mm-hmm. I feel like also sometimes is limiting for myself. Yes. So I really, oh, really I, appreciate the term queer. Yes. I agree with that fully because I, I do feel like these labels are here for a reason and they're, you know, and they exist to like help people really figure out who they are. But um, for me, it feels very limiting. Right. Mm-hmm. So like calling myself gay isn't necessarily true. And I also do believe that like sexuality is fluid and there there will be times where like I don't necessarily feel gay, mm-hmm. um, but I still I'm still very much queer. Mm-hmm. So I just I really, really fucks with that word. Same. Um, Same. Yeah. Love that. Um, let's shift into a little bit of your art. Can you tell our audience more about the type of music you do, the type of vocals you you do? Um, yeah, so I'm like a I'm a soul singer. I, I grew up um my parents were really into like um they grew up in the era of like the sixties. So we we got a lot of like uh classic Motown and soul there. So I grew up listening to a lot of that kind of music. Um, and I also grew up singing in church. Um, so there's a lot of just soul influence um, when it comes to my vocals and um, and then the music that I make. I Again, I think even when I talk about just like not existing in a like a box, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. when it comes to like creating music, like either if, if, if it's my own music or if I'm covering a song, I don't necessarily have like a particular genre that I'm like, that's what I sing. But whatever speaks to me, I'm going to be like, okay, that's what I'm going to sing. Whatever resonates um, is usually what I like to perform with or create something with. Dope. Um, what, what are you resonating with now? Um, okay. Well, you know, I'm coming out of a season of grief. Mm. And so I'm working on a project right now that I'm really excited about, um, especially because I haven't really uh, released any music in years, any original music at least. So I'm right now writing stuff regarding like the healing process, learning how to love myself more and love I'm realizing that the more I love myself the more I'm able to heal parts of me that have been so broken over the last couple of years especially Mm -hmm. uh, dealing with some loss I'm sorry for your loss Um, thank you yeah it it was a tough time I'm I'm comfortable sharing can you speak a little bit about what kind of loss you're experiencing at the moment and trying to process? Yeah. So um, in early 2020, um, my mom passed away. We lost her to chronic kidney disease, but it was also tied to like a heart condition. She went in for open heart surgery and it didn't take two days after surgery she passed. And my mom is just the most incredible person, the most supportive person. Um, And she was really my rock in life. And then a year and one month after that, my father passed from COVID. So, and that was right at the beginning of the pandemic, you know? So Mm -hmm. there was just a lot of 
what is going on in life. Like I, my whole, my whole world was just shifted completely in that year in every aspect, you know, just not even just in my personal life, but like globally. Mm -hmm. Now I'm at a point where I'm ready to kind of share that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where the writing has started to come more naturally to me. Thank you for sharing that really deeply personal story because I know that that's probably very hard to do. It's interesting that you're infusing your emotions and your experiences from that grief into the art. Um, Yeah. I imagine, though, because you said a a moment ago that you're now at a point where you can do that, that maybe the art took a backseat. Like, how did you navigate putting away something that I'm presuming is like something that brings you joy, something that is like a tool to express yourself? Like, how, how did that work, like putting that away for a period of time? Um, it was really difficult, um, because... I was trying to turn to music to be my thing that like helped me because my whole life, that's what like singing was for me. Um, It was like my way of expressing myself, of coping with things. But when it came to losing my mom and then my father, I just felt really numb to it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And also with writing, I I just couldn't... I was numb. I couldn't find the words. So, and, and at the time, you know, we were in the middle of a global pandemic. So a lot of like gigging opportunities were not there anymore. So it was kind of like, I, I started to look at it and be like, okay, maybe this is, you know, the universe telling me like, just pause and like live life and like, don't sing, Mm -hmm. just don't. So like, you know, for a minute, I was trying to force it to happen and it wasn't working. And then I just stopped and I was like, okay, well, I I just won't. And then, you know, a couple months after that, I started gigging with a, like, after my father passed, a couple of months after my father passed, I started gigging with a band, just kind of doing background vocals because that's where I felt like, Mm -hmm. I could still do what I loved without having to put on a show or like be that moment. You know, I could just kind of hide, but still do what I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really fulfilling for like the like last three years of doing that with a band. Um, so still kind of feeding into my like artistic pursuits without really doing too much, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, It got me to think about how art plays a role in our lives in general, and that Mm -hmm. when we create, it's an expression of our experiences and of what we know and how we've walked through the world. And sometimes we can't create because we need a break to experience life so that we can create the thing, the artwork about the thing that we experienced. Exactly. Exactly. I found myself trying to force myself into writing because I was like, okay, this is the way to do it. And like, but then the second that I just kind of let go and let life happen to me, Mm -hmm. 
um, it was very freeing. Mm. Um, so now that I've come back to writing again, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why, this is why it wasn't working. It's cause like I needed to like live through that. Like I needed to feel through that, mm. um, in order to get to a place where I can create. Um, so it's very like beautiful to kind of look at how things ended up being from something so so heartbreaking and tragic yeah and i feel that the best art comes from like a true vulnerable lived experience so i'm sure that whenever you are ready to share the the music that comes from this it's going to be freaking dope um i'm curious how you feel like your original work has evolved from I suppose prior to the loss up to now, like you're a completely different person because you know, your world has shifted. So how has that influenced the music that you're creating the original stuff that you're making? Um, It's coming from a place of like more authenticity, I think Mm. Um, like something more grounded, but it's funny you say that because there is a song that I've, I wrote the song maybe, close to 10 years ago and I, I never fully released it as like a um you know a fully created song um but it does exist you know in different forms um for people to hear mm-hmm. but i wrote it uh, about a situationship I, it was 10 years ago i was in a situationship it was just me kind of just expressing that i'm 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 tired of being in this i'm tired of doing this and I came back to the song very recently and I was like oh this actually has like way more meaning to me now (laughs) (laughs) after life because it's more than just like oh I want to like move on from this like situationship or this relationship or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's like oh no it's like me realizing my worth like my self-worth like coming to a place where I'm like, not not only am I tired, but like, I know there's something better for me. So I have to leave. Mm. And so coming back to that song, I'm like, okay, I got to re-record it. I got to like put it. So it's, it's going to be a part of the project that I'm working on. Um, And it's really cool to like, kind of see the evolution of that song in particular, just because it has like grown with me. And with these other songs, it's like, it, it, it does come from like a more, authentic place just because like i feel like i know myself more now Mm. especially after having gone through the grieving process you know when i when i talk about like my identity and like my my gender identity in particular it wasn't until after i lost my parents where i fully understood what that meant for me i think because we i grew up with brown parents who like and the idea of like gender identity wasn't like super common or talked about in our family Mm -hmm. so i didn't even take the time to really look at that until after i was you know after i lost my parents and i was in a place where i was like well my life is completely turned upside down like i'm looking for a way to like redefine myself and this was something that like felt really resonant to me Mm -hmm. um and so now when I approach my art 
I, I think that I come from a, like a more authentic and real place. I love that. Like you said, that song that you wrote 10 years ago, it hits harder now because like it means something different for you because like you know more about who you are. I think that's the beauty of art and music in general, because one person can pick up a piece of art or listen to a piece of music and their experience, their interpretation of, and, and what that means and what it feels for them to experience that is going to be completely different for another person. And I think it's really interesting for me to hear that from you because you're the one who made it and you're like (laughs) experiencing it. I'm excited to hear how it is going to be like presented in your new album, your new EP. I'm curious what your parents and what your family thought of maybe your music and or your how your gender and and sexual identity like worked together <laughs> in the past like what yes. were their thoughts on on you as a creative queer person of color um wow <laughs> that's the best question because um it's just there's so many layers to it um my you know when it comes to my sexuality and you know or just me as a queer person um my family was very much a like we know this but like we don't have to talk about it mm-hmm. not even specifically my parents you know my mom was like amazing uh like when i came out to her the first thing she said was why not <laughs> like, <laughs> why not like yeah that makes sense um but like i think the overall family dynamic there was like and maybe that some of that was created by me just as protection too but like i wasn't able to really like express myself um when it came to my queerness until much later in life Mm. um and you know, also with me doing, you know, art and singing, you know, there was like this level of support, but also like, but you could be doing X, Y, and Z (laughs) and Mm -hmm. making more money or, you know, so there was never like a full embrace of like who I was. And so that really affected me. Even to this, this day, I'm still unlearning some things from growing up feeling that way because like at the end of the day, it just like felt like, I guess, shame, Mm. shame for like things that brought me joy or that who were like things that were so um, central to who I was. I felt ashamed for wanting to do uh, to wanting to sing and for also being queer, like just existing in my queerness I, I I realized like a lot of the ways in which I responded to, to that were was just like to hide or to only partially display who I was uh, without you know the fullness of my queerness and and all that. Damn, I'm really glad we got you on the show, Ron, because like a oh. lot of what you're saying, all of what you're saying is like 
super resonating with me specifically because there are some there there are some overlap as far as like your lived experience with coming to terms with your identity your queerness Mm -hmm. and like it almost sounds like at least i'll speak for me in terms of what resonated in my experience i felt like i had to almost hold myself back or like dull my shine because oh my gosh oh my gosh yes because oh like i'm not allowed to have x y interest because like that's gay or whatever yes um Mm -hmm. but like now later in life sort of like how you were saying like i'm feeling much more comfortable and at ease with like not giving a fuck about like oh yeah i'm I'm a creative person like yeah whatever this is who i am um, yeah, and being much more comfortable and being much more comfortable in your skin and just like being like fuck it I don't give a fuck but you know also yeah. like I've re- I realized like going through my grieving process too there was like this level of like realizing oh like life is really short so like yeah why am I spending so much time because at, at a certain point it was all in my head like at a certain point it's just like let it go babe <laughs> let it go babe and just like live. I feel that. I definitely have had experiences where I'm creating scenarios in my mind of like, okay, I need to protect myself in advance. So I'm building these walls, not sharing who I am with people who are supposed to be my family because yeah. I'm expecting them to have negative reactions. But like, Right. A lot of it is in my head as a protection, like a sort of like mm-hmm. coping mechanism or like sense of protection, more to do with like my own insecurities mm-hmm. as opposed to like what an individual in my family is going to like how they are going to react. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. But like you, like a lot of this was like unlearned later in life, which is like really sort of unfortunate, but like, thank God, like it's happening. <laughs> Yeah, thank God it's happening. And it's like never too late either, yeah. too. I I really, truly believe that. Like, sometimes, like, I can get stuck in like, oh, I wish I had, like, realized this sooner. Or I wish that, you know, like, I would have just loved myself sooner. Oh, my but God, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter because, like, I'm already here now. So it's like, okay, well, I love myself now. So, like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny because like sometimes i get i also mm -hmm. get stuck in this like cyclical thought process of like oh shoot like i i wish i could have redone like a certain part of my life because Mm -hmm. like the outcome Mm might have been different like yes not necessarily regrets but sort of like adjacent to like having regrets Um, but it is like having to do with how I chose to alter my behaviors or how I chose to express myself to individuals in my life, whether they're in my family or like school or work or whatever, Mm -hmm. getting stuck in those moments of like, ah, I should have done this or like, oh, if only things were different or I should have come out earlier or I should have done such and such. Like all of that stuff is in the past. You can't move backwards. You can only just try to do your best now. Right. I guess that's my takeaway from, like, my conversation with you. It's a a really good reminder. Yeah, just do your best with what you got. Yeah. You're here now, so just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's talk about your upcoming project. We touched on a little bit about your upcoming EP, your album. Can you tell us a little bit more about that project or maybe like other exciting things that you have going on? Well, for the EP, I'm I'm excited about the project. It's 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 called Blue. And my original concept when I came up with the idea was just like songs that remind me of the color blue. Mm. Um, And it was just very simple in that way. Um, But now, um, because I I, I came up with this idea for an EP years ago. This was even before my parents had passed. Like I was like, oh, I want to put together, uh, you know, something and just call it blue. Because that was like the color that was coming to me at the time. Mm. And now, um, after a lot of healing, it's, it's more than that. There's like... I don't know if you know too much about like uh, what the, like the color blue represents as far as like spirituality goes and like um, healing, but can you, un- can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah. So the color blue um, obviously is related to like peace and tranquility, but it's also strongly associated with truth in your throat chakra. Mm. Um, and when it came to like me writing these songs and coming back to the idea of calling it blue, I was like, okay, well, this is my truth. These songs will be about me expressing my truth in the most honest way I have ever done. Now the concept has just been mainly about being honest. And my overall goal is to just feel that part of myself like the part of myself that felt like hiding through creating this project um and hopefully it'll heal other people but like i also believe that like healing we don't heal other people we create spaces in which people are able to heal themselves Mm. and so i'm hoping with that with my music i'm able to help people heal themselves if they like if it resonates with them um, in that way. I feel like people are going to resonate with it. Yeah. I'm already like resonating with you as a person. So like, I can just imagine Uh, the art that comes from who you are knowing also like the talent that you have. Y'all Ron can sing like Ron is a singer. singer. (laughs) It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. (laughs) <laughs> i'm excited about it um but in the meantime i i gig a lot um i'm trying to make it a more consistent part of my life um i perform a lot in palm springs and just trying to get myself back out there doing the thing that i know that i've always wanted to do <laughs> with my life hell yeah mm-hmm and where can people follow you and your projects? So you can go on to my website, which is ronblakely.com. Um, Blakely spelled B-L-A-K-E-L-Y. Um, you can also follow me. I mean, all of the links to my social media are on there, but you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok in particular. Those are the two that I'm most active on. Um, uh, and my... Instagram handle is at Ron Blakely and then TikTok is at underscore Ron Blakely. Um, Cause somebody stole 
my name. <laughs> what the heck? That is whack. I know. It was crazy. Boo. Like, maybe they'll sell that? it to Understood. you. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, one day, maybe. Um, yeah, I was like, that's so <laughs> That's so whack. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna report yeah. them for bullying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Impersonating okay. my know. friend Ron. Shoot. Yes. Okay, one final question as we wrap up here. A very quick mm-hmm. whatever pops to your mind. So based on all of what we've talked about today, Ron, what's the one yeah. takeaway you want our audience to walk away with after having listened to our conversation? It's never too late to live authentically and that it's really better on the other side. Uh, and sometimes you have to go through some tough things, like tough times to get to it. Um, but just know that the other side feels amazing. Um, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, so... yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, Ron. Me searchers, give it up for Ron Blakely. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dustin. Thanks for being here. And thank you, me searchers, for joining us. Don't forget to be me searcher and follow us at me search podcast and check us out online at me searchpodcast.com. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me search, folks. Yay. Woo! <laughs>